Welcome to uh, Behind the Bites. From Barcelona this time around. Yes, a special MWC 2017 edition. That's right, Mike and I are here in Barcelona recording episode 12 of the podcast. Unfortunately, Bavisha is still in the way. Ha ha. Yeah. But, <laughs> we... but yeah, we're enjoying Barcelona. Yeah. And Good weather. And this lovely view. Absolutely. Fantastic new gadgets yeah. that we got to play with at yeah. MWC this year. Uh, so let's quickly start with the uh, show itself. It seems to me that it was very crowded this year compared yeah. to the last few years. It seems that every place we went to had a long line. Mm, for real. I mean, even from the from the press conferences before the show. That's true. There was, um, I mean, there was issues getting into some of them. There were people lined around the block trying to do things. Absolutely. It was it was crazy. I'm on the first day, in particular, um, at the, at the conference center itself. I had this sort of moment where I was. We get there early because the first day has a Sony press conference that's, Correct. that starts before the thing opens officially, I guess, to exhibit it or whatever that's right. to other people. And so we got in, and that's fine, and went through that. And then I was kind of wandering around, and I went to the LG stand to look at the, the G6. Mm-hmm. And then I came back off it, and it was just throngs of people. Yeah, like, it was, it was crazy. Like Gates of Mordor. Yeah, kind of just right. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. So we're recording this on a smartphone this time yes. around, uh, just in case that the voice quality is not up to the usual standards. Yeah. Of course, if it sounds better than the mics we use in the studio, then I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. That. Yeah. Exactly. Then we're switching <laughs> to smartphone recordings from now yeah. on. Great. So let's start with the, the Huawei P10 and P10 Plus. Sure. Now, uh, sadly, we got to the event unfortunately it was packed completely mm. packed and we didn't get to go inside and attend yeah. the the, uh, the keynote uh, i'm not sure how this happened but it looks like um, well we grossly miscalculated the number of people that, uh, that they had invited or, no i guess they probably just invited who they invited but then they should they, still have a count, right? I mean, but, you'd assume yeah. that they know what's the seating capacity of, of the, the venue, venue is yeah. and then how many people they've invited, issued QR mm-hmm. codes, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not just us that were standing outside. Mm-hmm. There were a good couple of hundred people oh, yeah, left for in sure. that theater for sure. just kind of waiting to go in. So yeah. not sure how that happened. Um, Huawei, if you're listening, please take <laughs> note. <laughs> you know, we like to attend your events. We're there yeah. for a reason. Uh, we'd like to get in, but, you know, let, let's just kind of make sure that uh, yeah. we sort of... That. Okay, fine. Let's move on to the device. Yes, on, on the flip side, they did still manage to seed us a device early, which was which was good. That's true. So both you and I have been playing around with the P10. Yes. Uh, the P10 Plus was also introduced. Mm. Uh, real quick, just to sort of introduce uh, these two devices to our listeners. Mm. Uh, the P10 is a 5. 5.2 inch? 5.2 inch, 5.2 inch. And the P10 Plus is a 5.5 inch. Both of them have the same processor that was on the The Kirin 960. The Kirin 960, absolutely. Both of them have dual cameras. The P10 Plus has a slightly better camera. It's a larger aperture, right? Absolutely. So f1.8 versus 2.0. Which that's the kicker, I think, because... I mean, we'll get into this a bit with the devices, but the main difference and the, the main upgrade from the P9 and the Mate 9 will be the fact that, you know, it, it's this got a is a better camera. camera yeah. A better camera, absolutely. The selfie cameras have been changed or the front cameras have mm-hmm. been changed on, on them as well. They're using Leica lens now, I believe. Yes, that's right. They're calling it yeah. Leica 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't had a chance to take selfies. No, I really do. Enough, so yeah. <laughs> I can't say how good that yeah. camera is. Um, but yeah, I mean, for those of you who do like that sort of thing, I guess that's. I mean, that's it's a nice step in the right too. direction, I guess. For right. sure, they've taken a little bit of design language from the Mate 9 Pro mm. and uh, put the fingerprint sensor on the front yes. versus the back that we saw. It on Which I'm a little bit sad on. I mean, okay, design-wise, they have to differentiate from the Mate 9. I mean, sure. that's one of the only things it's got going for it Absolutely. at the moment. But um, but I like. I've grown to like the fingerprint sensor on the back. On the back. I mean, it was nice on the LG phones, um, and it, um, so the G5 had it. 
Yes, I think yes. G5, G5 G6 the G4. has it as yeah, well. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and the Mate 9, it's nice because there's a little of extra functionality you get on the Mate 9 as well where you can swipe Correct, down to get the notifications. And I've, yeah, I've trained myself to enjoy that. But having said that, like all Huawei phones, the fingerprint sensor on the P10 is quick as lightning. Absolutely. Like, I think it's the fastest one in yeah. the industry. I mean, every smartphone I've tested you know, just pales in comparison mm. to what Huawei uses. So hats off to them. Yeah. Uh, sadly, they've removed capacitive buttons from the front. So mm. you have the fingerprint sensor only, which can act as a back button and a menu yeah. button by swiping or tapping. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you prefer to use the standard Android buttons, you can have them on screen. Have you activated that feature? Mm, I'm using the single button. Yeah, yeah. okay. So yeah, I, I, I tried it. It's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. The reason I'm using it is because it's a 5.2 inch screen, and okay. then when you have the navigation bar at the bottom, that takes sure, up more screen up a chunk, space. Yeah, exactly. So I prefer a bigger screen, yeah, cool. bigger screen view than that. It's not too bad. You basically hold on to the to the home button to go back home, mm -hmm. tap on it to go back, and then swipe on it to um, bring up the uh, all applications right. menu. Uh, what you can't do, unfortunately, because of the setup is that uh, you can't double tap the menu button to go to the last application yes. that you were using. So right. that's a shortcut that's unfortunately lost yeah. because of the lack of capacitive buttons. Okay. Uh, or obviously you can just continue to use the on-screen buttons mm -hmm. on there. Uh, but yeah, overall a nice phone, nicely constructed. However, and I wrote about this as well, Mike, was I'm not sure why Huawei is still making the Mate series and the P series. Yeah. I think both of them just need to be consolidated into one product. There's more that is alike about them versus what's different about them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, same processor, almost same cameras. Mm -hmm. You know, just 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 make yeah, one I mean, device. Yeah, it's essentially the same phone. Exactly, exactly. I'm... It's just a different size, and especially when you look at the P10 Plus, which is a 5.5 inch screen model, which is exactly the same size as the Mate 9 Pro hmm. or the BlackBerry Porsche or the sorry the Porsche design uh, yeah, yeah. Huawei phone as well. Yeah, that's look. I mean, I can understand why they they've gone with it because they they've had these two distinct brands and in the past they have been relatively different phones with different processors and the P9 was the first to do the dual camera. Correct. But yeah, it might be time just to say hey, you know, Apple does it. They only have the one phone right that yeah, comes absolutely. out once a year. Absolutely. Uh, Samsung does too, but then mm. the Note has a pen, which is a big exactly. distinction factor. Exactly. Uh, LG does too as well, but I honestly don't know why. Uh, I think the V20 and the G should also just merge yeah. into one line. Uh, they're more alike than, you know. Yeah, than, well, we'll see, because, I mean, especially now, I think, because they were trying all the modular stuff with the right. with the G5. That but, didn't work out. Yeah, them. and now they've gone back to a standard smartphone. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So, so let's move on to the LG G6. Sure. Beautiful phone, isn't it? Yes, very it's, nice. It's, it's much nicer than It's than really, it be. like, you kind of want to look at it, you feel like something's a little bit off, but not in a, not in a bad way, Correct. I think. It's almost like, oh, that's how smartphones kind of should have looked the whole time, right? Absolutely. And the symmetry of that two, two to one ratio on, on the screen is, is actually really kind of aesthetically pleasing to, to myself. Say. No, I can definitely see myself mm. getting used to it as well. I really like the form factor. Yeah. It was definitely a lot lighter than I thought it right, would be. Right, for sure. It was, sure. That was, uh, and it uh, looks beautiful in black. And it's an OLED screen? No, it's, no, it's okay. not an OLED screen, right. unfortunately. They're still using the uh, IPS or LCD-based mm -hmm. yeah, LED yeah. display on But that. I mean, thought I looked, it looked bright. It's a beautiful nice, screen. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful screen. Unfortunately, from what I know, it's not an AMOLED, mm. and it is what five point seven inches. Yes. Yeah. It's it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's just a five point like seven inches. Yeah. It, it's it's weird how you can't really um, put your faith on screen sizes anymore because look, mm. the LG G six is five point seven inches. But technically, the Huawei P10 with a 5.5-inch screen has a bigger screen area right. because it's wider. Yeah, true. Uh, LG is narrower. So if you actually do the 
the full map with the X and Y axis mm -hmm. of the screens, even though LG State has got a 5.7 inch screen, uh, you know, if you do the X and Y combination, it's smaller than the 5.5 inch screen present on that. Right. Which Funny, is weird huh? because, you, yeah. you know, generally that's how we kind of look at phones. When you think of 5.7, you right. always assume that it's a bigger screen than mm. a 5.5. Yeah. Not the case with these new phones. Samsung's also switching to a somewhat 2 to 1 format. Yeah, that's the, the rumors, right? That's yeah. the rumors, absolutely, mm. with the uh, S8. So again, it'll be interesting to see how these screen sizes come into play. Yeah, I mean, again, at this stage, it's starting to become a little bit negligible, right? Because I mean, when you when you're talking like one inch or like point point one of an inch, inch or whatever, yeah. it's you know okay, you can give dues to that. And I think that I still I still haven't. I mean, obviously, looking at the G6, I can see that the screen is nice, and I'm like I understand by looking at it why. LG have done it, mm -hmm. but there was not really any kind of justification given to a certain extent. It just kind of seems better. Maybe so. I think uh, the couple of things that I think it does well is that if you're running more than one application on mm -hmm. it, so the dual view or splitting an app right. or running two apps you on the screen, space. you kind of get a little bit more yeah. space. And it's nicer when you're browsing through web pages. Or yeah, for sure. Like and, and like photos and stuff. Like Actually, the, I did give this some thought. Obviously, the dual camera setup on the LG is different to the two uh, like Apple and the iPhone and the Huawei and phones the Huawei, so in the right. sense that they have the wide angle mm -hmm. camera and which is now a larger angle I believe as well or a it is yeah, well it's, it's bigger megapixel as yes, well so both true. of them are 30 megapixels. so perhaps that was the impetus behind having the longer screen to kind of try and make those photos look a little bit better and having them stretched out could be I mean maybe sort of a more panoramic yeah maybe. exactly right. I mean why not if you're going to run that lens why not hedge your bets and make, make a photo right. that's designed around that rather than Right. Sort of ch shifting the paradigm of what we take smartphone photos with, I'm not sure. Sure. I mean, they looked they looked nice on it, and you kind of lose that uh, letterboxing that you get when Correct. watching videos, which exactly. is nice which as is well. nice, which is yeah. definitely nice. And I, I kind of like that UI trick where you have the camera in a square aspect on top. Right. And the picture right at the bottom. Yeah, right, it, exactly. It looks nice. Yeah. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's the first time in a while that LG have kind of come out and made a good phone no like, not a good phone that's sorry that's wrong because it's not like they make bad phones but like a like a proper flagship worthy phone absolutely know? the funny thing is they're not calling it a flagship phone really? or when you kind of talk to them about it and you say it's a flagship device they're like it's our high-end device hmm. so there's a good chance that uh, they will have something else with the snapdragon 835 right down the line which so would an lg6 plus opinion. Or pro or whatever the hell <laughs> whatever they decide to call yeah. it um a few things that i don't like about uh, this unit or actually there's this one particular thing is that in different markets they're putting together a different set of features okay. which is terrible mm -hmm. so for example um the us is getting a single sim edition mm -hmm. but it has wireless charging right we are most likely going to get the teal sim edition okay. in the middle east but that does not have wireless charging huh. And the version releasing in South Korea specifically has the four DAC audio. Yes, okay. Quad DAC audio. That was present in the V20. Exactly. None right. of the other two have that. Come on. I, I don't know weird. why companies do that. Just like, I mean, they've clearly done research on it, and there must be some kind of reasoning behind it, but it's funny because. I can't imagine that there's any kind of engineering reason that you can't have wireless charging and a dual SIM in the same Exactly. Phone, right? I mean, Samsung's done that. Yeah. The S7 had that. Exactly. And the DAC thing, okay, it's a little bit different. I remember when I was, I had a, a, a preview on the on the V20 at IFA last year before, I and mean, we got to play around with it a little bit, but they were telling us that, well, so going through the presentation, they were talking about the Bang & Olufsen tie-in that they had with the DAC um, to to you know, make it better or the algorithms. But then they, when when pressed on it, they, they told me that they, uh, that 
particular functionality with the Bang & Olufsen stuff wasn't going to be coming to the Middle East because the deals weren't in place that they have in other parts of the world. Right. Um, but, I mean, this wasn't clear, I don't think, with the G6, whether they mentioned anything about Bang & Olufsen being involved. I think it was just the same kind of tech that was going to be in there without. Got it. So, but, I mean, it's, it's all these kind of... This actually brings up a very interesting point to discuss. Uh, a lot of companies, we were talking about this just yesterday, how Huawei has partnership with Leica, whereas yeah. Samsung makes their own camera, Apple mm -hmm. makes their own cameras. So this is quite interesting because there's a good chance that licensing agreements might not necessarily allow a manufacturer to sell a product in a particular market mm -hmm. because of that reasons when yeah. you have these third party relations. So does that mean it's always a better case for the manufacturer to do their own thing? So they don't have to worry about the right, licensing exactly. issues? I think that's, that's a well, I think it point. definitely gives you, I mean, irregardless, it gives you more control, right? The problem is, is can you assign enough resources to it? Do you right. have the right engineers for it? Like Absolutely. It's, it's a different sort of uh, value prospect. Not just that, but I mean, if you're using a third party, that brand name can add a lot of weight to your product. Right. With Huawei's case, for example, when you put yeah. in Leica on there, a lot of people are really going yeah, to... Yeah, I have thoughts about this, but it's more, more <laughs> of the fact that like... It's not that there's anything wrong with Huawei used partnering with Leica. Leica is a very well respected and a very good brand, but I feel like the people that make that that can afford Leica cameras who which are thousands and thousands of dollars, um, aren't necessarily gonna be going and buying a Huawei phone because it has Leica branding sure. on it. And I, I think I that's think really gonna you. sway anything anybody. No, I agree um, with you. I mean that that's irregardless of the fact that the camera's excellent on these phones. I don't think we mentioned that enough with the P ten is that like you're getting exactly the same camera you have in the Mate 9 um, at a smaller form factor. Absolutely. With an additional portrait mode, which I think works quite well. Nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, it's been done for, for, for a while, right? Like, the brands have been doing this for a long time, kind of uh, joining with other people. I think BlackBerry did it. Well, BlackBerry did it with Porsche Design, for Porsche instance. Design. And, Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's been done in other instances. I don't... It, Bang and all of them. Right. It's a, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're very well right. known to, to... And whether it's... I don't know. As a consumer, I don't necessarily go and buy things because people have partnerships. With Look, them, I mean, but... you and I might not, or yeah. the person who buys a thousand dollar like a camera might mm. not. But I mean, to the average consumer, maybe it brings in some value to I them. Suppose. And I guess so. it's a it's a brand if you recognize and trust, then you're like, exactly. well, okay, maybe I will. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, fair. Good. Yeah. Um, continuing on the camera, the uh, Oppo Five. X, not the phone, but the camera yes. technology right, was announced. Yes. So you were there at the press event. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So I mean, we got an invite to some. They, Oppo were going to be announcing something at MWC in in respect of 5X, was it? And obviously that sounds like cameras, but it mm -hmm. could be anything. So uh, during the little announcement at, at their booth, um, they they showcased a new technology, which is essentially a five times optical zoom, um, which is. I don't know what the math is, but that's more than the current what you can currently get on an Apple phone or, or, right. the, or the Huawei phones, which is two times. Right. Um, and I think isn't that like an Asus phone or that has not if, yeah, it's like a two point right. three You're or something right. like that. Remember, yes. um, it's an interesting technology whereby they they kind of modeled it off a periscope in a submarine. So the, when the 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 lenses, are, I'm going to do this with my hands. You're not going to be able to see, <laughs> uh, dear listeners. But uh, when the light hits it, it comes in through the lens mm -hmm. and then bounces Bends at a right angle degrees. yeah right. and then hits a prism and then i guess goes out or something like that it's a dual camera setup and using this what that does is it can get it up to three times right and then it does some kind of, i think software trickery or some kind of hardware trickery that then bumps it up to five okay. further um they had a little display on the stand where i got to try it out mm -hmm. and i can confirm that it, it's it's impressive like you get zoom um 
that's clear. Nice. And because they've sort of done some interesting stuff with OIS, or optical image stabilization, it's not shaky. Because, I mean, the issue right. has is when you zoom, Correct. generally it's a, it's a shaky that's mess, right? That's true. Um, and this is this is clear, and it's, it's steady, but as you can go... It sounds like a really clever solution. Yeah. I mean, utilizing the width of a smartphone mm-hmm. instead of the depth of it to sort right. of, you know, just yeah, to elongate the yeah. thing. Yeah, very, like, it's very good clever. on them. Oppo's an interesting company because they, they do this kind of stuff often, right? They've done it before with the fast charging. Right, absolutely. Um, and they had one of the very good selfie yeah. cams or something. Yes, right. Like, like a really high, it was like a fucking like a 50 megapixel selfie cam. It was, it was something ridiculous like that. Also the first um, company to get rid of the headphone jack. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. And then there was at the N6 had that camera that like mechanically spun. Oh, right. Yeah. That's true. So true. it was one camera that did front and, front and, back. and back facing photos, which I mean, right. was a bit silly. But... But they're, they're what, absolutely they're doing something different. Right. They're but doing something different. For me, I wonder if it's a play for them. We were talking about licensing, and whether companies like Sony should be a little bit scared, particularly for this five times uh, zoom. That you know, if Apple says, "Hey, that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Why don't we chuck not the iPhone seven, uh, iPhone eight? Probably not going to happen. But Correct. Like two years down Correct. the line, and they say, "Well, why don't we try this camera tech?" Um, you know, it, it might be a really good avenue for them to get in and actually just start making parts for other manufacturers. True, but then I think from what you're describing, the lens setup is different to the image sensor that, right, uh, sure. that Sony, that Sony does. Yeah, for, yeah, so fair, there's a good chance fair. that you can use this technology but, with a Sony sensor. I mean, uh, I mean, why not? That would be excellent. Yeah, that Everybody would be wins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's a cool little thing. Um, it, the five times is uh, is available on sort of a press of a button, and then it has an extra functionality that you can go up to ten times zoom uh, digitally which also seemed to be fairly clear okay. um, and reasonably steady as well did they say if and when this is coming to an actual phone so at the stand they had devices um, that you could play around with that was sort of unbranded black phones okay uh, with a very rudimentary version of Android on there that literally just had like an app uh, right. for the for the camera and like some standards um, and look they said it is coming mm-hmm. From speaking to to their marketing manager, the Middle East marketing manager, he seemed to indicate that the phone at the stand was the actual device that will be being sold. Huh. But okay. it didn't look like a, a proper phone that you would buy in a shop. There was no branding on it. It was literally right, just a black thing. So obviously they're working on something. Okay. Um, but we've seen from last year with their supercharge or their VOOC charge, um, that hasn't been brought to market yet. Right. So whether this is a few years off as well, who knows? Interesting. Um, hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later. Nice. Okay, so um, the next phone that I wanted to talk about is Sony's new outing. Now, to be honest, when, when we first arrived um, in Barcelona, I was interested to see what Sony would do, primarily because they tend to have a, a, they have a tendency to sort of release upgrades to phones every couple of months. Um, and, you know, I mean, they went year, like a year without a flagship last time, right? And then right. when the XZ came out, nice phone, great phone. Beautiful Super product. good camera, lovely design, you know, decent implementation of an- Android, which is always a thing. Fairly stock, yeah. Yeah. Um, so their, their, their big reveal for, for this week was a premium version of that phone, which you'd think maybe was just like a larger screen or something like that. But they actually went and did a couple of pretty major sort of uh, technological advancements in it. I think the jury's still out on whether those things are, are necessary, maybe. Right. But um, so the, the three main things, right? Sure. So firstly, that it's got a 4K HDR screen, which is the first phone of its kind to do that. It looks stunning. Yeah, it's I mean, really it just looks pretty. Stunning. Yeah. Really pretty. Now, Samsung, if correct me if I'm wrong, have had HDR on 
Yes. Yes, seven. The Note seven. The Note seven. Sorry, yes, that's right. Um, which looked great too. But this is kind of taking it to the next level. With four K resolution. Yeah, and Sony have had a four K screen before with the Z five Premium. But the issue with the Z five Premium was that the four K only kicked in when you were watching videos. Correct. So your UI and everything else was still running at the two K or Quad HD resolution. That's right. This time around, everything runs on four K. Cool. Uh, and it, it's beautiful. It's it really gorgeous. is, man. Like it pops like yeah. nothing you've ever seen. But do we really need 4K resolution on this a 5.5-inch screen? This is it, right? Um, I mean, what's interesting is they they announced at the conference that they've got deals in place with Amazon Correct. to get you 4K HDR content via their streaming server, the Prime streaming service. Which in that case, then cool, right? Because then you're actually getting stuff that looks like it's made for that for that screen. Right. So I think that's a smart move on their part, and hopefully Netflix will follow suit. Um, pretend, I mean, YouTube has a, YouTube has I, got a few. Yeah, and I believe it's got a 4K like HDR app mm. coming, right? So that's something. So at least there is some kind of justification and it. It makes it less of a just, hey, look what we did kind of right. thing, right? Which is, I think, Sony tend to have this tendency to be like, we can make this stuff, so let's put it in a phone and charge people a lot of money for it. Right. Um, doesn't mean it's not cool, sure. right? Like, it's, it's pretty, it looks really nice. <laughs> Um, the other thing that they did is a new uh, a camera sensor. Correct. Right, which is, um, I mean, the, the big talk of the town is that it, it basically does slow-mo at 960 uh, frames a second. What is it called, the eye motion? Yeah, eye motion, yes, eye that's right. Like eyes in the, your eyeballs. Correct. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and look, I mean, slow motion, we've seen it. You can get it on an iPhone, you can get it on other phones, and it's cool. But 960. 960p, it's insane. like, uh, yeah, uh, frames a second is nuts, man. And uh, you, you had a look at it? I didn't, on Oh. Unfortunately, I no, didn't. I mean, I played with the phone, but mm-hmm. I didn't play with the camera yeah, yeah. that much. Okay. Um, so I went to a little demo station where there was a, a gentleman just showing off that particular functionality. And, I mean, I went in with tempered expectations, as we do. We're critical, you know, we have to be objective. And, like, I walked away going, this is dope. Um, nice. Like you, obviously, it slows it down. Like he basically had a little demonstration where it was a, a bunch of small plastic balls in like a water, in like water, okay. and you press a button and it would basically spin them right. like a, I suppose like an underwater tornado. Right. And they would spin. Oh yeah, up. I've seen that toy. Yeah. Right, exactly. Cool. And then you could, um, he he filmed it, and what's cool about the the camera is that as you're filming, you can press a button that will activate the slow mo. Uh, for I guess you can define the amount of time a second, two seconds, okay. whatever it is, uh, and then depress it, and then continue filming, and then press it again at a later instance. So you can make a a long uh, video recording with multiple instances of the slowdown. Right. And then when you play it back, they're all sort of stitched together and nice. as one complete film. And it was really impressive, man. Like it's it look it basically could make anything that you do normally look epic as shit. That's <laughs> and which is cool. That's um, which led me to believe I think again it's it's tech for the sake of tech, which to a certain extent. But what I thought is that maybe Sony could be onto something. You know, we look at the way that social media kind of evolves and things like Snapchat filters. Mm-hmm or the way we take photos with like Instagram filters, right. all this kind of stuff. What if the next kind of thing is slow-mo, right? right. That, that becomes prevalent on, on what we do on social media when we're taking right. photos or videos, right? Okay. Like you could see that hmm. becoming a trend of people doing things, right? Or the way that... I do remember people hmm. doing that when iPhone and yeah. Apple introduced these. Right, exactly. And exactly. And yeah, so I there, guess this one does it much better. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, I mean it's, it's crazy. Um, I, I encourage everybody to go online and check out videos sure. of it. Just a quick thing on the camera. It's got a memory stack sensor as well, which That's means right. that there's onboard memory on the sensor mm-hmm. itself. Not So what the phone is doing is when it's capturing, it's actually 
uh, putting those images in the sensor itself, storing them on the memory of mm -hmm. the sensor, and then offloading them to the camera, uh, to the phone's memory. So it's fast. What this does is it makes it really, really fast. And yeah. I think one of the features that uh, Sony was talking about the camera was that um, even before you press the shutter button, it's got motion sensing technology. So if the camera's on and it detects motion coming into the frame, mm -hmm. it automatically captures it in the background mm -hmm. without even you pressing the shutter button. And yes. then it gives you the option to sort of choose one of the four frames. It, it selects the four best shots for Very you. Very cool. And, and then stitches you to, them together. No, it allows uh, you to select which one you uh, want, or I'm assuming maybe all of them mm -hmm. if you want. So yeah. I think it stores up to four of them on the memory. So I mean, a lot of times by the time you know you pull out your camera, you start the camera application, you might miss so something. So it's, it's capturing for the moment you load the camera app rather so than... So the camera app needs to be running on your yeah. phone for it to do that. There's a good chance that you might also just be, you know, have the camera app on running, but don't have the shutter pressed, and something happens in that space and that you the would like to capture. So the motion kicks the sensor. Yeah. Not, I mean, that's yeah. an interesting way to do it. I, it I don't know if you're going to end up just getting photos of the floor or like right. uh, more so, often I mean, than it, not. But... I think what it does is it just keeps them for 60 seconds in the memory mm -hmm. and then it just wipes yeah, them okay. off. So if there's something that isn't necessarily, you know, uh, yeah, technology doing all to... the work for us. <laughs> like it's literally, that's what it's come to. It's like making us better photographers. We don't even have to do Absolutely. anything anymore. <laughs> so the third thing about the Exit Premium, you mentioned there were three things. Yes, the third one is the Snapdragon that's 835 right. processor. Yeah. I was blanking for a second. I'm like, what was it? <laughs> uh, so it comes with the Snapdragon 835 processor. Yeah. It was one of the two phones, um, at MWC mm -hmm. with that. The second one was a ZTE gigabit phone, which we're not going to get in the region, so let's forget about that. Uh, but Snapdragon 835 is the next version of Qualcomm's high-end processor. Mm -hmm. They are pushing everything on it. Uh, from 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 the specs of it, from what it appears to be, it looks like a really, really, really good processor. Yeah. Uh, we'll save a discussion on the processor itself later when mm -hmm. we actually have time to play with it. Sure. Uh, but one of the features of it is gigabit LTE connectivity, yes. which means that if you um, have a one gig plan on your Ithasalot yeah. or do in two seconds, you're pretty much going to finish off all yeah, your data exactly. for the entire <laughs> month. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to restructure the way that people's absolutely. mobile phones work. It's funny though, because at the conference, they brought up a big slide that said 5G internet, but then it turns out they were just talking about faster LTE. Correct, exactly. So I think I, 5G is still a little time off and yeah. we kind of wanted to just increase the speed on it, which is why we have gigabit LTE. Yeah. I'm not sure if anyone needs it at the moment. Yeah. Um, I feel that 4G is fast enough in mm -hmm. most cases. I, I mean, mean, sometimes it's faster than your home internet. To oh, totally. Like, For me, most of the time. Chest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, you can watch videos on them. You can, but well, you know what? Maybe with a 4K display, obviously mm -hmm. the bandwidth for a 4K video is going to yeah. be higher. So Maybe you do need a faster connection. So again, a very future-proofed smartphone. Correct. Which is, I mean, it's yeah. I think which I think that they tried to do with the with the Z5 Premium, but really that exactly. really felt gimmicky, Absolutely. right? This actually Absolutely. feels like a legitimate kind of look at the future. My only concern is it looks a bit big and chunky. Yeah. It looks quite big. Yeah. When other manufacturers are going to reduce the bezels, because mm -hmm. such as LG and Samsung, they're just reducing them. So he's kind of went in the opposite direction, and you've got like thick fat bezels on them. That's my only complain about the device other than that i think it's fantastic well, it's, yeah it's funny because you look at everybody else this year and they well, a majority of them have gone with this kind of design heavy you know everything is external exactly. right this it's screens looking like this whereas sony have done a lot of internal stuff mm -hmm. and as a result have had to make a chunkier phone right to make it work 
but um, that's that's that is the one thing that makes me wonder because look i mean there's a lot of leaks out for the Gal- galaxy mm. x8 as well which is using the same process yeah, the last one i saw it looks, it looks good exactly the one from today did you see yeah, the one that yeah, was yeah. Like today it just looks beautiful i mean and if samsung can do that uh, it's got the headphone jack as mm-hmm. well. Sure, Sony's got a few extra things. They've got uh, front-firing speakers, which mm-hmm. the Galaxy doesn't. And they say that they've got the largest camera sensor in the industry. Mm-hmm. So there are a few things I can understand if it's slightly bigger, but um, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was Such bigger than you would have thought, right? It was thicker than, it looked thicker than the Z5, uh, the ZXZ. Z. For sure. Um, For which, sure. Uh, I mean, we'll see. What was the screen on it? It's still 5.5. 5.5, yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah, that's right. Cool. It's a decently sized screen. But yeah, good. I mean, good, good showing from Sony, definitely, with a couple of surprises. I, I did like the Xperia Touch, the projector that they have yeah. that they announced. That so this is basically a projector running Android mm. with touch capabilities. So the surface that you're projecting on, you can literally like play a game using touch on it. I played Fruit Ninja. Yeah, cool. And surprisingly, yeah, really, same. It's really, well. really good. Yeah, I mean the touch yeah. section is quite well. Yeah. It uh, it uh, it projects a 23 inch screen on a surface. Mm. And it's uh, 720p. And it's it's HD. That's what. Yeah, so I'm assuming yeah, it's 720p, uh, but really, really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a concept device from Sony. I think it was called the Xperia Projector back mm-hmm. then, and now it's an actual product. Well, that's because when we saw it last year, it was Correct. it was cool, but it was clunky. Yeah, there was some serious issues, and uh, they weren't you know, letting you have a look at too much going on there, like very specific apps that you could try, and they were crashing. Right. But in the in the this 12 months, it's yeah, fantastic, it's, it's ready it? to market. And in fact, it's available for pre-order now if you live in France. France or Japan, or I Japan, think. Right, two yes, two sure. markets that they're releasing it. Unfortunately, no uh, release dates on the Middle East yet. Yeah. It's for 14, uh, 1,500 euros. In, in, which uh, is not cheap. Which is, which is not which cheap. Is very expensive. But I mean, it's technology that you can't find anywhere yeah. else at the moment. So, you know, fantastic yeah. product. Yeah. Uh, I'd suggest you guys kind of look that up as well. Uh, the final product that's announced were well actually the final product that we want to cover that's only announced was the pair of um, xperia ear, yeah what is it called ear plus uh, not oh. ear plus it's uh, i'm forgetting the the term to use it but basically what happens is that it allows you sound to pass through even when you're wearing the headphones um so uh, you know you don't you're not missing out on ambient noises around you if you're for example cycling or walking on the road uh, you can still hear, you know, the traffic around you or people around you. Great in that case, uh, you know, letting all the sounds out on there. Yeah. Open, ear, open style concept. Open style concept. <laughs> open style. That's the one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 quite a nice concept device, which means that it's not in production yet. Mm. We don't know if Sony's going to produce it or yeah. not. But the chances are that they. Well, might. I mean, so far, what have they done? The ear, the ear came out, Absolutely. which was a concept, and the projector, and the projector came out. So exactly, I think there's enough interest. To I'm people waiting for the agent. You know, the little robot. Yeah, around. yeah, I'm I had a little play that. around with that. It's cute, man. Yeah. It's like they put a face on an Amazon Echo, and you're like, well, this, exactly. this is one now. And you can make it move as yeah. well at the same time. So it's, it's I mean, there was a crop of these that came out. Like LG is working on one that they showed at CES, and there was a thing called Jibo a couple of years right. ago, right? I remember. Which never seems to have appeared. Yeah, well, I, I think it got funded, but I guess I think you need you probably the, the thing with these devices is they're they're highly dependent on the machine learning that they do right to a certain extent. So I think you need companies like Sony, like Amazon, who've got just the money, Absolutely. right? The money Absolutely. and the talent I to mean, get the, the stuff going. The amount of resources required to put something together like yeah, this is not easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, overall, again, Sony definitely bringing the most interesting stuff to MWC in terms of variety. You know, for for a show that's supposed to be all about smartphones, they 
get a couple extra things as well that make you excited about the future of gadgets. I agree. I think that um, they put on a good spe- show. Speaking of the future of gadgets, uh, Nokia went a little back in time. <laughs> the 3310 <laughs> so, came back, didn't it? Yes. Did, did you get a chance to play with it? I yes? did. Yeah, I did. I, at the event that they had, um, got I, a little hands-on time. I, it didn't do anything for me, honestly no. speaking. Look, I, the, the, the little pleasure senses in my brain picking it up and the nostalgia factor was like yeah this is cool but the more i looked into it i was a little bit disappointed to be honest i don't i don't the messaging for me is all wrong like it's a phone that clearly is designed for people like you and i who have the nostalgic element towards the 3310 so we're like ah cool because i used to use a phone that was like this back in the day but the marketing for it seems to be towards millennials and even younger people right. who, who probably have no yeah, idea, have no idea about this phone and have an iPhone and say, well, what do I need right. this for, right? Right. Um, you, I think you brought up a really interesting point about the fact that it has no Wi-Fi. Um, and okay, so they're saying that this is a phone that is great if you are traveling right. and want a second phone to, to, as a backup phone to your to your primary primary handset. Um, because it only costs 50 euros, which is a decent price. Which is point. a decent price for it, um, for sure. The only problem is, is like, what do you primarily use a backup? Like, what do you need, need a phone for? You need for communication, Exactly. Right? And communication has changed in the last 15 years for more sure. than anything else. For sure. I mean, it's no longer about the phone. Yeah. You know, or text messages. Well, well, nobody, nobody texts. Exactly. Or, I mean, you, yeah. data is something that's probably the most requested or mm-hmm. required feature of your phone now. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the 3310 doesn't really do much in that regard. Yeah. Um, my also other concern is when you look at a company like Xiaomi and they released the 4A, we were at the mm-hmm. launch for it in Dubai last week, I think. It's 369 dirham, so it's right. just a Same little bit price, higher yeah. on that price range, <laughs> yeah. you know, absolutely. That's, why would you want to... And you can get a full-fledged, like, a mid-range full-fledged Android smartphone. smartphone, smartphone absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That does everything that you yeah. want it to do. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting little device. Uh, maybe some people like it and might buy it for nostalgia purposes but i think i'm i'm gonna skip that uh, nokia did also showcase the nokia 3 nokia 5 and nokia 6 right. uh, which are their somewhat mid-ranged android mm. handsets uh good quality yeah uh, good offensive. design quality yeah. absolutely and uh, running pure android is what they like yeah. to call it uh, which means that it's a completely stock version of android right Unfortunately, that does not mean that you're still going to get updates from Google directly. So they have to be pushed through Nokia or or your career. And that's where uh, Android tends to fall apart most Mm. of the time. I mean, we've seen this. uh, Yeah, an Android phone is good for about six months to six to ten months. And then exactly when new versions come out. Absolutely. Unless it's a Google phone, the Pixel or um, the Nexus. Nexus, Absolutely. There's no way that you're going to get updates right on day one. Which is really shame because um, you know Google puts in a lot of effort with new mm. Android updates, and uh, you know most of us don't get to see it for a very very long time. No, I mean we're, we're lucky because it's our job. But like you can imagine people that are actually going out and buying absolutely. phones, it's like yeah, absolutely. You know, we we rant and rave about how new good nougat is, but people there's still phones out there that don't have it. Correct. It's uh, yeah. So good on Nokia for bringing in a stock experience. It was fairly fast, smooth device, mm. nice screen, nice build quality. Um, Decent price range as well, but again, my concern is that again they're competing with the Chinese manufacturers. It's going to be very, very tough for yeah. them. I mean, people might buy it initially because of the Nokia brand name, uh, but that's pretty much about yeah, it. Yeah, I think know. that's a small market now, yeah. man. I think people have moved on. Funny enough, I was talking to someone from Iran yesterday, and they were mentioning that Nokia is still hugely or massively okay. popular in Iran. But like the feature reckon, phones. Or... Uh, just the brand name of Nokia itself. So okay. They reckon that if Nokia is released over there, you know, the phone is going to sell like really? a cake. So huh. I guess maybe you and I aren't necessarily the target market yeah, for it. I suppose. And I guess maybe our market 
isn't as big. Like, I don't really see anybody around with a Nokia phone. No, I don't I think it's just pretty stories. much that Microsoft just ran it to the ground, to be honest. I think that was, the, that was the main yeah. problem, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Because it's not like they had bad phones. No, um, absolutely. It's just that Windows Phone or Windows OS or whatever you want to call it never really picked up steam. Yeah. Uh, couldn't get developers on its side to yeah. release apps and, you know, the rest, yeah. as you know, is, is history. Is history. <laughs> Speaking cool. of history, BlackBerry was also present. <laughs> nice, with segues today. <laughs> on point. Uh, with the BlackBerry Q1. So it's uh, it's there. It's, it's, it's got a physical hardware keyboard. Mm. Now, they've done this before with the Pro, which also had a mm-hmm. keyboard. Uh, but this time around, so it's a slightly different keyboard. It's, it's actually mm. a more traditional BlackBerry style where yeah. you have the screen on top and the keyboard at the bottom. Yeah, it's not a slider. Not a slider or anything at all. And uh, not a bad device. I played around yeah. with it. I thought it was quite all right. Yeah, I found, look, I, I did. I, I mean, it looks pretty, you know, everything's fine. And it's nice to have the keyboard there. I found it was a lot of, a lot of input for like maybe like too much input if you know what i mean like there were just too many ways to do things i think okay. like with you, the touchscreen right the keyboard and then the sort of the android home controls right if they had managed to kind of build those like those standard android controls into the keyboard somehow that could have i been think nice. yeah because right. then you have a little more screen real estate you then not having three separate methods of tra- of like moving around the phone correct kind of muddying things up but that was like I played around with it. I'd say five minutes or so. But right. that's really what I found. What I did find very interesting is I obviously I used to own a BlackBerry back in the day. And it was like a curve something something. Um, and people always say about how oh, the mechanical keyboard is better. It's faster. Blah blah. I tried doing my little, I have a little tests that I do whenever mm-hmm. typing stuff. Um, and like I, I couldn't. I was just yeah. fumbling it and making a. <laughs> Making a mess. It's amazing how Our much we retrain ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'll tell you that I'm much faster typing on a touch screen, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy the tactile feedback. Yeah. You know, tactile feedback off a keyboard. Mm-hmm. So it it's 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 a lot more. I mean, you know, it's a lot more enjoyable for me mm-hmm. to type on a regular keyboard, even on a phone. Uh, I know I'm going to be slower at it. Probably make a little bit more mistakes now because I mean, you know, the software has become so good on touch screens. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I bet half the time that. you're not even pressing the right key and it Definitely just knows, not. right? Like, Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Absolutely. What I did like about uh, this one is that they've got a fingerprint sensor built into the space bar. That's right. Which is nice. Yeah. Which is that, nice. That that's touch. what I mean. Something like that, right? So they've done that where you could have had the fingerprint sensor on the back and then it'd be a tr- yet another method of input. That's true. Like move the move the Android buttons and put them like to the side of the. Of the makes sense. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. They should have added that on the key on the Sorry. hardware. I'll, well. I'll take a commission, Blackberry, on your next phone. I'll TCL on your next phone. Sorry. Q12. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think there is. We've talked about Blackberry before, and and I think you've made a valid point that there is still a, a space for it in a market. You know. Right. There are people yeah, who still prefer. People, yeah. And then they've got their whole uh, security suite kind of locked exactly. down. You know. So. Let's see how that works out for them. I have heard that they're going to be opening offices uh, in the Middle East for okay. this, so we should probably see the launch of this device soon. Nice. We'll keep you updated on the podcast with that. Great. So last but not least, Samsung. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that kind of struck me about the Samsung stand was that I kind of saw the Galaxy branding more than the Samsung branding. Right. It was like as soon as you enter the uh, enter their booth, it just, uh, said, it just Galaxy. said Galaxy. There was no yeah. mention of Samsung, it's which very is true. very strange. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's a... Maybe they kind well, of want to take that brand name forward. Yeah. Disassociated with Samsung. I don't know. Let's let's just... Uh, well, maybe off the back of what happened with the Note. 
I think maybe they're hedging their bets and saying, right. hey, there's still nothing wrong with the Galaxy brand. Look at all the stuff we can bring you. Right. right. Because, I mean, it was a Galaxy Note 7, right? Sure. So sure. Absolutely. why not? Why, why be sheepish and shy away from it? Because they've said that they're going to keep going ahead oh, with the Note they branding. Will. So, they sure will. Um, they yeah. Sure and will. but and having said that, I mean, the two things that they announced were tablets. Correct. That fall particularly under Galaxy. They're not under a Note or an S mm-hmm. brand, right? But, Actually, it's S tab. Galaxy S tab. tab Gal- yeah. Galaxy precedes everything. <laughs> Almost everything. Yeah, yeah everything is. Um, but yes, you're right. I didn't see a Samsung logo in large writing yeah. anywhere. So these two tablets, one was Windows, one was Android. Mm-hmm, Let's talk correct. about the Android one first. Yes, yeah, so I didn't have much of a look at that. I don't right. Know you... Okay. So I mean, they basically have a little bit more premium design okay. on it. It's got a nice little back uh, screen. Looks stunning. And it's ten inches. Uh, I think so. I think it's ten point two inches. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's an Android tablet, and Android on tablets hasn't really been exciting. At least I haven't found it exciting over the last whatever number of years it's been on. Uh, Google is promising that with 7.0, you know, they are going to focus on the tablet experience. Let's hope that is the case mm-hmm. because it's a nicely designed tablet. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to so, get an Android tablet, you want it. To, you know, it's correct. good that there's an option for exactly. you. Exactly, there is a good option for yeah. you. Uh, and this is the one that kind of comes with the keyboard that sort of falls away. Was this the no, one? That's or a Galaxy that book. That's a Windows. Yeah, that's a Galaxy okay. book. Uh, so that was something that I I walked in with again tempered expectations because I mean we've got the the Surface Book exists and and, the, and even the Surface Pro, um, not so yeah the Surface Pro uh, exists and those. are excellent windows machines mm-hmm. made by microsoft so i mean that's a high bar that you have they've set um and then huawei have done something similar with the mate correct um the which MateBook, yeah. for me pricing wise was a little bit off but still a decent thing running windows with with accessories um and so the samsung uh, galaxy book is a t- uh, 12 inch tablet that comes with a stylus accessory and a keyboard um and it's actually really nice the screen looks yeah the screen is pretty stunning um what i I was impressed by the keyboard itself unlike the ipad which ipad pro which is again it's it's a lovely device has a a nice keyboard but has a weird form factor with the keyboard like it kind of isn't isn't flush to it right it's got this kind of thing this thing like folds nicely it's light as anything the the keys are like a a chiclet style keyboard so they're they've got a bit of travel to them nice uh, more so than say like a macbook oh um and like a little bit like enough depth so that you feel you're fully typing and it's a it's a proper size keyboard um uh and and the stylus obviously works well it's, right. it's the same i assume it's the Windows same check in. they had in right. in um the note series sure. potentially sure um and yeah running windows 10 uh which is great because i mean unlike unlike an ipad or unlike the tablet uh, the tab s3 that we just talked about right this is a computer Full right like you can absolutely i mean you're not going to be playing the latest games on it but you're going right. to be able to actually do some proper productivity wise yeah you could do something quite um, well on it. so i mean and look the two things that weren't announced about this thing are number one the price mm-hmm. um and number two the battery life okay and obviously those unfortunately are the most the most yes. important things very, right very important. because if you're if you come in above or comparable to the surface uh, then people are like, why not just get the Microsoft one, That's right? True. Because it is lovely. Like, yep. and, is and then if the battery life is, is not good, then yeah, you're wasting exactly. everybody's time, Absolutely. right? So it's concerning that that wasn't mentioned, huh. I think. That's interesting. Um, but I mean, we'll find out more, I assume. And they're due out a little later this year. Absolutely. Um, they did announce the uh, d- reveal date for date for the date for yeah. <laughs> uh, the Samsung Galaxy S8, as we were expecting. Uh, March 29th is when the okay. phone is going to be officially announced. Um, I mean, based on the leaks that have come in, looks stunning. Can't wait to get my, uh, can't wait to see what Samsung does with that. Yeah, I mean, at this stage, I, I, I 
can't believe there's many more surprises left right. with this phone. Just confirmation of things. Pretty and there true. are a couple of... We, we kind of want to see what they do with the assistant, the Bixby assistant, yes. and then they supposedly have a desktop dock as well. Mm-hmm. So it's interest, It's going to be interesting to see how they use those. Right. Uh, but uh, I think as far as the phone's concerned... Yeah, one more thing for the Galaxy Book. It has a little NFC chip built into the keyboard. Okay. Where um, the, the person giving us the little demo on it said that it's for, like, say, transferring information from your Samsung phone to that. So say you've taken some notes... Okay. on your phone you can then All just right. tap it and it'll beam it over to a corresponding app or something like that which is a nice okay. little add-on that, that you is, can do that is so somewhat yeah. like an airplay from right exactly that you exactly. have yeah okay very very interesting well okay so those were pretty much all the big products that we kind of saw at mwc but there were some little interesting things on the show that uh, we kind of walked around and saw yeah. as well uh what was the most interesting thing that you saw mike um there was a cu- I, I was sort of wandering around uh the nokia booth and uh, actually, two things that were, were there. The first one was the, the Steel HR from, from Withings, which, I mean, I, there's beautiful. something going on with the branding there, but I, I thought it's, it's a beautiful watch. Yeah. I, want, I want one desperately. Yeah. It's um, not out yet. I've yeah, looked into it. Right. April is when it's coming right. out. And it's lovely. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an activity tracker with a, with a, or a watch with an activity tracker built into it that looks classy and has a tiny little LCD screen. Mm-hmm that you can, uh, by touching the crown on it, will uh, show you things like your step count, uh, your heart rate. Your um, calendar. Yeah, your, your calendar. But like really subtly, non-offensive. Absolutely. And it's first and foremost a watch, which is just nice. Beautiful watch, um, 25 day battery life. Yes, that's right, which is bonkers. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> and it ends what, that's exactly what you want. And it's a shame that I, that Nokia has gone and purchased Withings because it's a worry that that's all gonna be lost uh, yeah that's that's always the case isn't it yeah. you've got a young i mean look what's that, happened at pebble they've that. that that's been dissolved like you go to their website and it says hey sorry we don't make wow. devices anymore Ouch. Ouch. yeah um well let's hope that uh, weddings continues i mean they've yeah. got some fantastic devices and you're right the steel hr looks beautiful yeah. i mean and, and they've always had very nice you've you've had the, the i had the first one the, the activity, activity yeah. yeah the very first which one is, that they which released, is lovely which so. is beautiful as well but uh, yeah i mean if the steel hr comes out anytime soon april is when they're saying it will i'm i'm looking forward to mm. getting one of those for sure um the one thing that struck me was also a watch it was by a company called chronos okay. um what they've done is they've taken a very much like a smartwatch it's got a full digital screen but then they've punctured a hole in the middle of the screen and they've got analog hands on top mm-hmm. of that so the time aspect of it is analog versus mm-hmm. you know you've got a digital screen behind it i think it looks really nice yeah, very futuristic clever. very different yeah. um so kind of melding the two styles absolutely yeah. absolutely and uh, it, it's going to be a while is it running future. android or it is running their own os okay. from what i from what i could tell it will communicate with your iphone or your android <sighs> this is the thing like is there a case to be made for smartwatches actually having a proprietary os if it's good right because like how, like on, on if and when you wear a smartwatch like how often are you using apps on it sure like yeah very that's rarely true. i think notifications right? and phys- yeah. fitness are pretty much the only that's good it. and if you can you're... do those well or you have some need... kind of a, a, a functionality for like strava yeah that you can build because the apis are available for you to do this stuff exactly. right so absolutely so you don't necessarily need to write android Wear. absolutely absolutely I, I think i'm sure android Wear adds a lot of uh, it takes up a lot of resources yeah. when you're designing. So, I mean, if you can keep something very light and thin, which gives you better battery life yeah. as well, then why not? I, yeah. I completely agree Fish. with that. Right, but I, and Android Wear is homogenized across a, a number of watches. I, like, I had a quick look at the, the Huawei watch as well. Right, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, which was, which was nice. Right. Uh, I mean, it's very similar to the previous one in a certain extent, but it, like a nice range of bands. I mm-hmm. um, obviously couldn't really try the fitness stuff, but it was... 
unoffensive and look they they're, they're good okay. looking watches exactly interestingly yeah. there's a Porsche design version of it as well uh, right to somebody Which is like three million dirhams <laughs> <laughs> who knows uh, but yeah, uh, you said you had two things that you wanted. Yes, to uh, the other one was just um, at there was a little Nokia Labs area um, hidden, sort of to, to one side, and it was very empty. But it was like a little um, figure eight, like a racing course, and there was some dudes there just racing four uh, uh, G controlled, like remote control cars. Um, okay. I had asked a little bit about that. I mean, it was really just like. Um, so it's something like Anki? That yes, similar, there, yeah? similar, but they had, they were like big, like right. massive remote control, not like okay, little ones. Not the little thing um, and they had like full on, they weren't app controlled or anything ah. like that. And they had, it almost looked like an autonomous self-driving unit strapped to the car. Yeah. But I think it was a way so that you wouldn't have to com- communicate over Wi-Fi. He tried to explain it, it was quite confusing. It was very tight. Okay. But I thought it was, it was nice. And it's obviously, I didn't realize that Nokia had a section where they were sort of developing these kinds of technologies, right. which is, that's what I thought was interesting. Maybe positioning themselves with the purchase of Withings, and this other stuff is a company sure. that's less about just smartphones right. and more about, you know, everything else, yeah, everything yeah. else which is right. cool. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I guess that's pretty much all we have for yeah. you for this week around. Next week, we'll hopefully be back in Dubai. Yes. And a little tireder, a little wearier. <laughs> and most likely not as many announcements considering MWC is what everyone kind of, you know, saves their announcements for. Correct. So it might be a little bit light on content next week, but hey. Fair. We'll, we'll, we'll just listen to what Bavisha has to say about what he heard. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, I've been Mike Priest from Stuff Magazine. And this is Abbas Jafar Ali from T-Bray. You can follow us on Twitter at Behind the Bites. Just yep. send us a tweet if you have any particular questions. We'd be happy to look at that. Cool. You. And we have an email address as well. I think it's behindthebites.ae.com. Yeah, that's the one. Cool. Thanks All for right. listening. All right. Have a nice week.